0: Hello, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you.
1: Uh, we're We're gonna go back into worship in a moment. Moments like this are, you know, we celebrate moments like this, but I also recognize so many times along the way that people came alongside me at the right moment, at the right time and kept me going. I think of when I came here in 1988, which is a long time ago, to go to Bible college for one year so that I could go on and do what I really wanted to do in accounting and stuff like that so I didn't have to deal with people. That didn't work out so well. But it worked out amazingly well. Thankful for my mom, and even though we grew up in a little town, I can remember her many times saying, There's more than what you see right here. A lot of other things I didn't like that she said to me. But she said that regularly. There's more than what you see right here. I'm thankful for men like Alex Palmer and Marvin Hunt to when I was in my teens, inspired me to believe God. Pastors like Mel Davis and Kirk Duncan that when I was young and formative, spoke words into my life, prophetic times in, in this building. For my wife that God brought a great gift to me who at the right moment knows when to pull me out of the cave and at other moments when to prick my balloon when I'm off soaring and away somewhere and I need to come back to earth. So many people along the way, John Overholt and Campbell River, Scott Gallardi, and and, uh, Comox Valley, so many great people that have absolutely made difference in our lives. And I I don't want to get into all that because we're can you invite you to stand to your feet and we're just going to sing, I exalt thee. If you're in the room in Princeton or you're at home, I exalt thee. Elena's going to do it from back there. So... Ha! of the Just let your own song of exalting the Lord flow. Glory to you, Jesus, that you would be glorified. Thank you that that you are intimately involved in our lives. When we see it, when we don't see it, when we feel it, when we don't feel it, that you are always worthy, you are always good, you're always working the night shift when we feel the darkness is enveloping us. Even then, you are at work. We exalt you, name above all names, no other name like Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords. Friend who sticks closer than a brother. We honor you, Jesus. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Just stay there, actually. I know someone wants to get a receipt. I'm not going to preach what I prepared. I think I'm just going to leave that for next week. But if you would turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. in a moment like this I want to refocus on the whole reason for anything good that's come in my life through my life says this in Ephesians chapter 2 and 10 this was a verse that came alive to me and has marked my life you have to pay attention to moments in your life that God marks that those moments become altar moments that you recognize that God's at work you recognize that he's moving So many moments along the way. Moments. And this is one of those verses. For we are God's handiwork. Say, that's me. You can do better than that. For we are God's workmanship. Say, that's me. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for you to do. See, here's the reality. I think this is true of many of us. Many of us struggle with this idea that God could use us. We struggle with the idea that something good could come out of our life. If you knew my background, if you knew my history, if you knew where I came from, if you knew the abuse that I've been through, if you know the addiction that I fight, whatever it might be. But there's an incredible promise in the middle of this. You are God's. And that's more than anything else. That you are God's. You belong to him. He's called you from before the foundation of the world. That his hand is on your life. That he saw you when nobody saw you. He sees you when nobody sees you. He sees you when others walk out on you. He sees you. Before you were born, he set you apart. Before you ever did one thing good or one thing bad, he knew you. He knew you. You belong to him. Others might have abandoned you. Others might have betrayed you. You belong to him. You might not know what to do. You might not know your future. You belong to him. And when we come into that place, see, this is the reality of a life relationship with Jesus, that no matter where I came from, It does not determine where I go because I have an encounter with the God of heaven who is above all, who is over all, in the middle of everything that I'm in. And so I come to this moment where I have an encounter where I surrender my life to Jesus and suddenly there's a new future for me that God has prepared for me in advance before I ever take a step. I'm stepping into a future that has been prepared for me. So I don't know. I'm not sure what gonna be God has prepared a future for your life I am God's workmanship and what that word workmanship or means or is handiwork it's a beautiful piece of art so you cannot cancel yourself cannot disqualify yourself yeah but you are God's you are his workmanship you are created in Jesus And when Jesus comes into your life, and you surrender your life to him, everything changes as anything is possible that he created you for. So we do not determine our future, we don't go and say, I'm not sure, I don't know if I can do it, I can't. If you knew what, I had all the excuses, and the only thing that's made a difference in my life is Jesus. I wanna give glory to where glory is due, it's Jesus. I can remember, I was in Newton one night in my little car that had no radio. I got the cheapest car you could get. You could get them without a radio back then. But I remember going, nobody was around. I just said, I would say, Jesus, I need you. I can't do what you've called me to do. I can't move where you've called me to move. Jesus. And I would just worship because I didn't know what else to do. But I knew that God was able. Somehow, if I just got closer to him, he'd help me. And he has, again and again and again. Many times when there was so such turmoil in my heart, and I can remember this in Campbell River, there was a revival happening there and God was moving. And so many times I would just crawl to the front and lay before God and say, God, I don't know what to do, but could you fix me on the inside? And he did and he's still at work. You are God's workmanship, handiwork created in Christ Jesus. You're not Product of chance. You're not just here because a man and a woman got together and you happened to come along. You are in the foreknowledge of God. You are created with God's hand on your life. There is purpose and the enemy continually tries to destroy purpose in us so that we don't do the good things that are prepared in advance for us. Because I had no idea that I would be able to a man that grew up in a little hillbilly town whose father was a logger, God bless loggers, whose grandfather was a logger, and I think my great-grandfather was a logger for a short time as well. So the die seemed to be cast. But God, who was rich in mercy and abounding in love, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. So as you step into wherever, whatever situation you're in right now, know that the hand of God is going before you. Psalm 512 says that you are surrounded with his favor like a shield. So you're not stepping into situations that you have no ability to do because God is in you. God is for you. God is working on your behalf. God is moving, he's at work. You are God's workmanship to create it in Christ Jesus to do good works. See, the enemy wants to steal the good works that God wants to do through our lives. I've had the privilege of being in many nations around the world. I was in this room when a prophet said to me, Craig, you're gonna have a missionary effect on the earth. You're gonna come and go and you're gonna touch many nations. And I was like, I have not even been on an airplane. I'm 18 years old or 19 years old. I don't have the confidence to stand and speak in any space, let alone travel. And by God's great grace, I've been absolutely privileged to be in so many spaces and places to see God move not because I'm so good and so qualified, but because Jesus is so good, because he is so transforming from the inside. He is so, such a healer. He is such a deliverer. He is such a God that is, is so close to me and to you. And I only say this this morning to give testimony that what God did for me and is doing for me, he can do for you, for your life, for your family, for your future, because God is interested in not just in me, but what the good works that he wants to do through me, to see lives transformed through him working in me, to see uh, churches be planted, to see people be delivered, to see what does God want to do in and through you. No one can boast, it's God prepared in advance for you to do tell you a little story that I'm reminded of. Went to Ghana in 2000 and I think it was six with my niece. I think she was 15 and somebody from my church, a plumber from our church and and an older lady, Teresa Rudiger, was just a blessing in my life. And we went went off to this little small village. A couple thousand people. I felt right at home. There was a big banner across the town said, Team Canada arrives. Right Reverend Pastor Craig Miller and team from Canada. And I was like, oh my goodness. And we went around door to door, and invited people to some, uh, what do you call it? A crusade that we'd be having on Wednesday night, Thursday night and Friday night. Went door to door and invited people. It was rainy season and rain was threatening and predicted. And every day we were praying, God would have not rain." The clouds would come and it looked like it's gonna rain. People would get saved each night. And then on the final night, powerful move of God. And I'm thinking, I'm probably 30, I think I was 35 years old. Wow, what a moment. And I'm praying and we have an altar call and, and there was dozens and dozens of people respond to the call to surrender their lives to Jesus and weeping and and it was a powerful, powerful moment. And, and we we're praying for them and, and the rain had been threatening all week. And I'm not kidding. And, We prayed, closed the service, and I said, amen. And a thunderclap in the sky, and the rains just fell. All week, God had held them off. All week, and literally day by day, and over the course of a week, I think it was 133 people gave their lives to Jesus in the middle of that. And if Jesus can do something in a little hillbilly boy, can do it in you. I don't know what your descriptor might be of your life, what your struggle might be or has been or the background you came from, but I want to absolutely, by pointing the way to Jesus, surrendering your life to Jesus. I say it ABC, acknowledge, believe, confess. I remember Pastor Ross Fox and Courtney, he used to say this, there were seven little words. God be merciful to me, a sinner. And God's merciful. And he's so good and he's so kind. He's above all. Just stand to your feet for a moment. We're going to close out. I just want you to, wherever you're at, online in Princeton or in this room here, just take a moment. I'm, I was there, but I thank God that I'm here in the sense of God's hand has been on your life. What has God done in your life? Has anybody seen God do something in their life? Can we just right now turn our attention and our focus back to Jesus by just speaking out, oh, God, I thank you for this. Thank you that you brought me from there. Thank you that you did this. Thank you that you did that. Thank you that you've called me. Thank you that you healed me. Thank you that you brought this thing into my life. Thank you that you've taken me through dark valleys. Thank you that you called me. Thank you that even though I don't know the way you do, come on, this is as loudly as we were singing a moment ago. Thank the Lord. Thanking Jesus. Thanking Jesus. Thanking Jesus. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. You You are worthy of it all.
0: I hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.